What's going on, guys and gals? This is One Drum, One Sound. Glad to be giving you guys another episode to speak freely on this platform. And we have the lovely Miss Anne this evening. How you doing, Anne? Great. How you doing? You know, another day. <laughs> That's all we can hope for. Yes, yes. During these trying times, yeah, yep. we, we just have to stay positive and just hope nobody throws an orange at the back of our heads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who knows these days? You might be lucky if it's only an orange. You know what? Yes. I better stop jinxing myself. Yeah, I'll be I'll be walking out the house like dope. Like what? Yeah. It's like these days people have targets on their backs practically. Listen. Literally. Like where were they watching? Like like uh Resident Evil or something? Like some of these contraptions on these people are uh really horrifying. I'm like, Jesus, what did, how'd you make that thing? Like <laughs> Yeah, it's like they're literally LARPing. They're, they're live-action role-playing, but except what? it has real-life consequences. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I, I had no clue. Like, I, I remember... So, there's this park uh, near me, uh, the, near the uh, Delaware River, and I was jogging the other day, and I turned to my right, all you hear is... Shoo! And I'm like, what the hell is that? Like, it was the shroof with, with a clang. So what happened was these guys had this whole, like, I don't even know how they made this stuff or where they got it, but they had the whole, like, medieval suit on. And they were, they were like, sword fighting. And I'm like, wait a minute. Um, is this really, like, happening? Like, what? Sounds pretty 2020 to me. Yeah, like, what? I thought Jay-Z said time goes back, not forward. Like, what are you people doing? That's probably the least surprising thing that you could have possibly said for all of the things that have happened this year. Yeah, yeah. I think that was a light in, but I was just, uh, I was slightly alarmed that they were just able to lodge these large swords at each other, like, well, at high velocity. I mean, you can hear the impact of the, the, um, the armor them hitting it and i was just like whoa like this is kind of crazy but um yeah. well you know that you know they can't be like antifa people right because those guys probably don't have the upper body strength to actually like hold up and throw something like that yeah that's because their mom didn't give them their vitamin d milk so you know yeah they're they're, they're definitely lacking that uh potassium <laughs> Yeah, especially lacking the vitamin D right now with all the lockdowns. Yes, exactly. Oh, my God. So how's it going on in your neck of the woods, Anne? Oh, it's not too bad. You know, I have a pretty urban area, so I can't complain too much because there hasn't been anything really terrible going down. But, I mean, of course, you've got your, you've got your like, robotic sheep that just are absolutely petrified of going into the elevators with you. Um, but I can't complain too much given what could be happening otherwise. Like, so like, what is your reaction to that? Cause like for me, like when people do the whole like jolt, like, well, six feet, like I'm just, I, I don't even react like before I'm like, what the heck is going on? But now I'm just kind of like, you're just, you're just mad. You're, you're a little bit crazy there, sir, ma'am whoever 
Like, yeah, I don't know if, if it's some kind of like paranoia or something, but uh, yeah, I just refuse to understand the people around here anymore. And and you're in D.C., right? Yeah, the D.C. area. Okay. So um, when when uh, COVID first hit, like like how was it for you uh, down there? Hmm. So it's kind of hard to pinpoint it because I don't think we really had a moment where like it first hit, you know, um, mm-hmm. we first heard the news out of China, like, oh, Wuhan's on lockdown. And then it's like, oh, you know, breaking news, like some person in Washington's been infected. And it's like, oh, you know, there are some kids over at George Mason University being tested for it. Um, and all this was going on while things were pretty normal. You know, people were going to work like at work in person. Um, going to happy hours after work and all that. And then suddenly, I think it was like back in March, I believe St. Patrick's Day was my last day in the office. They were just like, well, everybody take your laptops, work from home. Um, mm-hmm. So that was just kind of sudden. And it's like, yeah, yeah, you know, for the next two weeks, we're going to be working from home. Uh, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> we see we see what happened with that two weeks. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah literally, I was I was that guy. Fight. I mean, I'm still fighting. I'm like, ah, this, this crap will be over in a week and a half. And then... <laughs> And a month goes by. I mean, because at that point, I didn't realize what their agenda was. Like, I it slipped my mind at that moment. Because I'm like, what? Like, are we joking right now? Like, people, you know, people die of the flu. People die of some serious stuff. And we're shutting down for this? Like, a cold that, that over 90% recover from? Like, are you joking? Yeah, and if, even from the beginning, there was something a little bit suspicious because it's like, you know, we saw the, the photos and the videos out of Wuhan, like, I guess, you know, people in the streets, like, you know, p- people in body bags and, like, all these doctors with their just insane, like, you know, hazmat suits and all this stuff. And then, you know, you, know, you don't know much about this virus, so you're going, oh, damn, this is, like, really serious. And then as it's been going on for weeks, and then you hear, like, oh, it, it's reached Washington State, and then a couple more weeks go by, and it's like, if this thing is, like, as as both contagious and deadly as they're saying they are, why am I not seeing that reflected here? I mean, we're in urban yes. areas, so, like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, it's so funny that you mentioned um, Wuhan with, with the guys in the hazmat suits and stuff. Like, and and then so they got hazmat suits, and we get a cloth mask. Like, yeah, it's what? like you think your homemade little mask is going to protect you from a virus that you know apparently doctors have to use hazmat suits in order to not get infected. Oh my! God. I'll never forget. Um, like like I said, I. I had one brief moment where I took it serious. I saw Tom Hanks got it, and I was like, dear God, like, how can he catch it? Like, this is kind of – and then I was like, oh, yeah, this is dumb. I don't know what I was talking about. But um, that was, like, for five minutes. I think that was when it was kind of alarming, like, here. And mind you, he he wasn't even here when he caught it. That's what blew my mind, too. He was in, if I'm not mistaken, he was in Australia filming a movie. So I didn't get how they took him getting it out there and linking that to here. But whatever. But um, <laughs> but I, I can't tell you how many times like where I had people that, you know, I've done theater with and stuff like that. Where they're like, Mark. Let me let me make you a mask and you know make sure you're all right because you know you gotta make sure you're covering your nose 
and and you know a couple of them they will you know i'm not going to disclose who they are but they send me these masks and i'm just like you gotta be kidding me like <laughs> yeah i mean the only thing they might be good actually good for is just not getting kicked out of a store yeah that's it like literally the the only yo you, you just took the words out of my mouth the only thing that stupid thing is good for is is for you to abide by their rules which isn't a law and that's another misunderstanding it's it's a mandate it's not a law like i think people really don't get that you know our our constitutional rights are really being violated with those things it's it's really crazy (laughs) yeah i mean it's it's to be expected when you've got this just terrible erosion of the education system because it's like kids don't take civics classes anymore you know the Mm -hmm. executive branch doesn't make laws that's just not what they do they don't know um yeah and i I just don't get how they really thought that you know this was going to be their end to get in the white house you know to take it back i should say um and it's it's not working like they've they've pissed off people that were normally quiet and i really think that they they shot themselves in the foot with this one believe it or not yeah i think they underestimated just how smart americans are um Mm -hmm. you know everybody's like yeah uh, uh, who was it um i don't know if you know barricade garage yeah yeah Uh, yeah. he's awesome i love his skits but and i think in one of the skits he was just like man americans are stupid but they're not that stupid (laughs) (laughs) seriously they we are not that stupid there there are a a few of us are pretty dumb but not not that dumb (laughs) Yeah, it's like we're on day 200 and something of like 15 days to flatten the curve. And now all of a sudden, did you hear apparently recently they expanded the list of symptoms oh, or something? <laughs> it's like this could be anything. <laughs> <laughs> like even even Fozzie's like uh, running out of stuff. Like at one point he's like, ah, oh, the mask are not even working. Like. <laughs> And I mean, the, you, you remember that story recently of like some lady who got thrown out of like a ball game because she wasn't wearing a mask. Yeah, outside, um, by the way. Yeah, and you know, people conveniently dug up a photo of Fauci not wearing a mask while he was at some event or something. Like he had the mask pulled down, and it's really funny because the, the people who defend that are always like, "Oh, but you know, he's got the mask pulled down, and uh, and it's outdoors, and and it's there for him to be ready to pull it back up when he needs again." I'm like. That's not how you. That's not how you're supposed to do masks. <laughs> like oh they even God. tell you that, like in the medical stuff, like in the medical masks, like on on the side for proper usage. You know, they tell you how you should properly sanitize, how you should dispose of it, how you should treat it like hazardous material. Mm-hmm. Because if you believe that it's harboring a deadly virus, then that's what it is. Yeah. Um, but you know, constantly touching it to like pull it under your chin, pull it back up, and you know, fishing it from out between out uh, beneath your couch cushions to. <laughs> go to the grocery store and coming back and never washing the thing (laughs) like what is that doing to actually help slow down the spread of the infection nothing and and it's so funny that you're so descriptive with that because i've i've done it with like where i've i've got it like in between the seat of my car like it's just like everywhere it's and there's no way that thing is helping me breathe better or anything like that. That's why it's just not on my face for a long period of time. 
<laughs> yeah, like I met some other girl around me who's also totally just over this, and she sh she showed me her mask, and she's like, "Yeah, I only use this like when I have to go to a store or whatever." And she pulls out the thing, and it's like you know covered in like makeup stains. <laughs> like you haven't washed that in like however much you know however many days, but it's like <laughs> like what are you gonna do, right? Uh, that little piece of cloth is going to stop a virus like a microscopic virus is going to just stop it <laughs> yeah that, that's it's ridiculous <laughs> but you know what else is ridiculous though like i don't so tell me how it is in dc uh so like with the restaurants what what is the protocol down there right now um so i haven't been to a restaurant in well, actually, no, I went to a restaurant maybe like last week or something. I don't go that often, so I, I don't really keep up with what's going on, but um, they're definitely open. I don't think they're at maximum capacity. They might be like 50 or 75. There's definitely numbers out there, um, like the DMV in general, so like DC, Maryland, Virginia, like they'll, mm -hmm. um, I, I know at the beginning of the whole lockdown, they had slightly different rules from each other, but right now, I think, because remember how like when we were kind of opening back up, we had like phase one and phase two and all this, and like, I've lost track of all that a while ago i don't know what phase we're supposed to be on right now um but things are open i've definitely heard of reports of restaurants closing for good which is always i just i hate seeing businesses go out of business same it's um, heartbreaking. Especially, heartbreaking yeah especially when a lot of them have been around for a while and their established names and now it's like oh well once things kind of if they ever you know go back to normal it's like you can't go there anymore mm-hmm people are out of jobs yeah um it, it's it really is devastating like especially like if you grew up in an area where you had this like mom and pop restaurant or even like you know corner store whatever it is and they get shut down like forever because of something like this because people are manipulating the system so they can get in the white house like uh, for me, uh, there's this restaurant. It's called uh, Ponzio's. If you ever make it up to Cherry Hill, they got the best tomato soup in the East Coast. Like, I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> like, it's it's the best. It's ridiculous. But um, they nearly went bankrupt. They're, if I'm not mistaken, to, to just cover the um, employee cost a week, it's like 40 grand a week. That's insane. You know, insane. Yeah. So that's just the, you know, pay the people to run the place. And uh Governor Murphy, who is nothing short of a douchebag, uh he's tyrant. Yes. Yeah. I think tyrant is too is polite. Yeah. But we'll we'll use tyrant. Yeah, we'll <laughs> Yeah, I mean I can relate. We've got Northam down here and whoever else. Oh, I mean, God. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 wild how these governors, man, they they just they they're talking about Trump. No, these these governors are are going crazy. Um and Murphy, so that the thing that was crazy about Murphy was 4th of July weekend, we were supposed to open up. That was the whatever it is, the phase 1 whatever. I lost track of what the hell it was called. But yeah, so the phase 1 was supposed to happen. And then um, last minute, he goes, that, that Thursday, he goes, no, you know, nobody can open. So, mind you, all these restaurants spent countless dollars stocking up. 
and now they had to get rid of that food or whatever it was, alcohol, you know, you name it. And wow. yeah, like it it's really heartbreaking how they, you know, had us go through this because I feel like we're going through it with them, like these businesses, because it's part of our communities. And, um, you know, they went through this just so they could try to steal the White House. So it's really heartbreaking. It blows my mind. Yeah, and it affects all communities, too. I mean, I'm originally from L.A., and, you know, there's this joint um, um, out in, like, the Hollywood area. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like a burrito place okay. established by, like, you know, Mexican immigrants and stuff, and it's been there for decades. Um, I forget exactly how long, like, maybe the 70s or something. Um, but I, ju- I just recently heard the news, like, I think it was the other day, like, they're going out of business. No way. Yeah. And, you know, just, you know, the the customers have just filtered down, you know, people are also losing their jobs. So, you know, they're not going to afford to eat out as much also. So, yeah, uh, the president uh, made a, a good point last night. I mean, he's he's been saying it, though, but he really emphasized it last night. He's like, we got to open up like he's he's like, these states are dying. I mean, they are like COVID is the least of our problems. Like these, we're <laughs> they're really going to be sick, you know, when they realize that you know they're never going to open their business again and and provide for their communities that they've been doing for like fifty plus years. Is most of these businesses have been, you know, open for half a century. You know what I mean? So it's like, how do you shut them down like this? And not even you know bad an eye so it's 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 crazy yeah and i think the people who engineer this stuff like like they know fully well what the other consequences of the of these lockdowns produce but Mm -hmm. i think most people don't exactly realize it right off the bat um and if they did i'm sure people would be much more rebellious against this so for instance um i think it was in ohio um there were a couple high schools where they tested the water and they found the presence of Legionella in the water, which causes Legionnaires, um, yeah, Legionnaires disease. Um, and that happens because when you've got plumbing systems that haven't been in use, because you know you've got school buildings where kids haven't been in school for months, um, uh, that stuff breeds in like um, still water that's stuck in the plumbing systems. And those schools aren't required to test for it. And if the water tests positive for it, they're not required to report it. <laughs> so it's like, that's just one of however many examples that are out there of, of these sort of like side consequences of this lockdown that's mm-hmm. affecting everybody. Yeah. Yeah. This, this lockdown is, um, <laughs> this is like unreal. Like even, even from an, an educational standpoint, like you really think like these kids are learning any, anything on zoom while they're sitting in their room in their pajamas, like on their cell phone, not paying attention. Like it, <laughs> it's, it's rough across the board. Like this is like catastrophic, like, and, and they got to, you know, get ahead of this thing. Like yesterday, uh, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, they gotta open up, man. I just don't understand. I think there is some silver lining, though, because at least with the schools, it's, <laughs> you know, we've got some like competing ideas here in the sense that, yeah, the kids don't learn anything over Zoom, but at the same time, what are they learning in the classroom? A bunch of Marxist yes. indoctrination. Yep. Um, 
so one good thing that has come out of this that i don't know if you've like heard about it but like learning pods mm -hmm. um it's kind of like homeschooling but you've got a bunch of kids you know and these like more localized pods where you know, they get they get to interact with a smaller group of other kids and learn together so yeah that i'm down for you know yes <laughs> decentralize the education a bit yeah 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 that that makes a lot of sense yeah for sure because you know that is a that is an issue uh well it it has an issue with with our education like across the country because it's very competitive you know like it's not about you know focusing on jimmy or or tommy it's it's about you know who's gonna you know push to get that grade or get that mark and you know and that's it like who wants to be valedictorian it's not about the guy that may need a little bit more help or a little bit more attention and this this is this does kind of help that in a way yeah for sure um but granted you still we still need that you know physical interaction like just a function in society I, I believe but i do agree with you though that it does help in a sense with that because people that like may have anxiety with their learning and stuff like that or insecurities so yeah making small making it smaller groups definitely helps for sure and they still get some social interaction i mean it's not like being completely homeschooled which i still think is fine but mm -hmm. i mean there are sort of drawbacks to a lot of things um but i don't know our public education system has been compromised for a while yes definitely especially uh here in new jersey it's it's insane here it always has been but it the, like for instance like so governor murphy like i think this should be a mandate like if you're a governor or you run for governor i should say you need to be from the state like you need to know your state like you need to know the people like that's how that's supposed to work like how are you going to govern something that you're not familiar with like does that make sense like yeah and, how long has, how long has he been in new jersey uh well he's on his first term so he's been here he's been here over 10 years like living here but mm -hmm. he's from massachusetts he's not he's not like i don't count that as him being from like i know that sounds kind of petty but i just feel like you need to like actually be from here yeah i think he's only been living here like 10 years something like that maybe mm -hmm. 10 or 15 years but um yeah like i he just and he doesn't even strike me like a jersey guy like and that's kind of why it, it rubs off wrong like with a lot of people and um yeah i think that's a that's a big thing like you need to be a part of that community for a long period of time just like police officers like most police officers like, of course the laws are different in every state but i know here uh generally you have to live in the, the county that uh you are an officer in and some some uh, places in Jersey, you have to actually live in the town that you are a officer in. So, right, because you know your community. Yeah, that's a big thing. That's yeah, a that makes sense. Thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, especially if you're dealing with people who are coming from other states that are 
fleeing from failed policies and now they kind of want to bring those policies to this new state, <laughs> which is what, you know, people like me get accused of all the time because, as I mentioned before, I'm originally from California. So mm -hmm. um, I know uh, a lot of other states get complaints of uh, uh, the Californians fleeing and then bringing their terrible policies with them. But I'm like, I, I promise I'm not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like it's so funny you said that because like everybody that I know that that fled from Cali has your views. Like I haven't met anyone that like fr wait, I'm lying. I'm lying. I did meet a um a actor, but like about 99% of actors are like super liberal, so it doesn't really count. But yeah, I met an actor from Cali and he oh my god, he wants everybody to to uh bow down to his you know leftist views and it's just like dude can you stop <laughs> it's like um remind me again why you left california yeah exactly like dude like you're literally in the wrong place like you you left where all your people are like so what's happening here man <laughs> Like, well, if you want to stick to your failed policies and you want a brown nose for your guy, Joe Biden, then you can always go back to California and be happy to pay right. up that 62% tax rate that he wants. Ta yeah, you said it right. Tax rape. Like, <laughs> well, I said, well, I said tax rate, but I mean, I guess that's not too different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, th I, think, I think rape is uh, right on the money. <laughs> that's what it is. It's All pure the libertarians rape. out there approve. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah, that that uh that tax rate is a, a serious sexual assault on our wallets. So yeah, that, that if it suits it well. Um I mean so, that's what the government knows how to do best, right? Infringing on people's rights. <laughs> yeah, they've they perfected it uh somehow, you know, for so many years and uh as a majority you know, uh, the country has just kind of rolled with the punches, but we had this man that, you know, decided that he wasn't going to sit back and he was going to help us and thank God for him. And I, I can't say it enough. Um, yeah. And I, and I suppose like the type, the type of helping that he's doing isn't so much what people normally think that they want the government to do in terms of helping because people think like oh the government should help us in terms of like intervening to like make them you know more equal society and make the rich pay their fair share and all that other stuff but it's like no somebody really helps by keeping the government as far away from you as possible yes i mean that it, like that's what these people don't get like the government isn't in place to control us this is exactly why we, you know, kicked out a tyrant that was 4,000 miles away. Like, if we wanted someone to control us, we would have kept King George here. Like, <laughs> that's that's not what the government is in place for. It's, it's in place to make sure everyone follows the laws, you know, and, you know, and we're living in a safe, patriotic environment. It's that simple. Um, a necessary evil. Yes. You can't rely on the government to be benevolent because it really doesn't have that much of an incentive to do that. No, but it, it's funny too because, like, you know, I I see that you're uh, you're a fan of the the Second Amendment, uh, correct? Yes. Yeah. 
How could I not be? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Like, how could you not be? Because at the end of the day, they made that Second Amendment so we could secure the first. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's that simple. Uh, Thomas Jefferson, you know, he made it that clear. Um, that, That just proves that the government is not here to control us. You know, it's and people have been just drinking that sheep juice. That's what I call it, the sheep juice. And they're just guzzling it. And I, and I have no earthly clue why. Like, and then you got somebody like Joe Biden, where I got folks telling me, like, man, did you see how good he did last night? He was amazing. <laughs> I'm like, what? why? Because he just stayed awake? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Barely? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was waiting for them to plug him back up because there there was a moment where it looked like he was about to lean over that um podium. I was like, Jesus. Yeah, didn't he keep checking his watch or something? It's like, yeah. no, a bedtime for Grandpa Joe. His NyQuil was kicking in. Yeah. Jesus. I mean, people talk about Trump being old, but it's like the dude is high energy. High energy, excuse me. High energy is an understatement, okay? <laughs> like, we just we just made it clear. He was in Tennessee last night, okay? He's 74 years old. He's in Florida as we speak. Like, he's literally in Florida as we speak, and God knows where he's going after that. Like, high energy. Oh, my God. Like yeah, didn't, didn't he tweet that he was going to do, like, five rallies a day or something like that? Yeah, he's <laughs> unbelievable. Like, and he's, I mean, even last night, like, he's just, well, every time you see him, he's he's just, like, he's ready. He's ready to go. Like, and you got to think about it. It's not like he took a nap and got up there and did that debate like lord knows what he was doing all day prior to that like (laughs) he's just like but joe they had to like (laughs) drag him out of his uh chamber (laughs) yeah and it sounds like that i guess that kind of makes trump's work a little bit harder only because i mean of course people were comparing like the debates with joe to like his debates with hillary four years ago and it's like it's just so easy to go hard on hillary because she's such an unlikable witch (laughs) um but it's like if you you go too hard on joe then people are just thinking you're bullying you know an old grandpa with dementia so it's like what do you do yeah but it's like i like that is that's a, a a perfect analogy right there but like my thing is with all this crap coming out you can't even feel bad for him, but these idiots do for some god awful. I just don't know why, um, but <laughs> they do. They just, oh, I'm riding with Biden. I'm like, well, you're riding to hell because that's, that's where the hell he's going. <laughs> uh, did, did you hear about uh, Charlemagne, the god, recently saying that he's not voting for Joe Biden, he's voting for Kamala? <laughs> what? Well, don't get me started with him. (laughs) Like, okay, so let me get this straight, Charlemagne. So you're not voting for Joe Biden, you're voting for Kamala. Okay, that's fine. You're entitled to your opinion, even though it's stupid. Uh, Kamala Harris, she's bragged about locking up the very people that you're, you know, trying to uplift and and get better opportunities for it correct so how could you support that like there's this isn't this isn't just like some uh 
you know, some random news that I'm spouting out of my mouth. Like you can look it up. It's it's just research, but people don't want to do that these days. Right. And she's the former she's the former AG of my home state. So yeah. she had a terrible reputation back then. You know, like I grew up in a low income community. You know, my neighborhood was majority Latino. We had some mm. black kids, but either way. Um, yeah. and you know, she, people didn't like her. And I'm like, do you Californians have short memories? <laughs> yeah. It, well, I, I feel like it's just liberals in general. Like, but yeah, something's over and over wrong with the water over there or something, because I mean, she literally has withheld evidence that kept people on death row. And the only reason that it got, you know, addressed was because the, the federal court got involved. Like, so people could have died because she was withholding evidence. Like you want her to stand for American people, like forget black people just cause we're all one. So you want her to stand for people like in general, like this whole nation. Are you kidding me? <laughs> what? And using prisoners for free jail labor and, you know, keeping them past their release dates for that. Yeah. Like what? She's a scumbag, just like the guy she's running with. Like she's just a little less of a scumbag. Like my my uh my assessment on them two is, uh, uh Kamala has her master's degree in locking black people up, and Joe Biden has the Nobel Peace Prize of locking black people up. Like wow, it's, <laughs> it's like that. Like <laughs> yeah, it's like you're talking about a woman who. Like she's locking up young kids for possession of weed. Meanwhile, she's bragging about how she smokes the stuff, huh? Like, and like it's it's one like between these two yahoos, like it's one thing after another. Like I I I don't understand how these people come out of their mouth and and they say that stupid slogan. I'm riding with Biden. Ugh. It's like or or no, this is the best. When uh, Kamala was um was debating Pence, that's my black queen, and I'm just like, what? You, you mean you mean you're half Indian, half Jamaican queen? Yeah, Jamaican ancestors were slave owners. Yeah. And and like I don't think the people in the back heard you. <laughs> Meanwhile, they say that, you know, people like Candace Owens, uh, you know, have self-hatred. Like, what? Self-hatred. Oh, my God. Like, self-hatred. Like, I, I hear that all the time. Like, Mark, what you, why, why don't you like your people? And I'm like, what is my people? Like, can you please explain that to me? You know, the brothers. I'm like, well, I don't have any brothers. I just have two sisters. So I'm confused. Like, what are you talking about? Oh, so like you not down with the cause what cause like can you elaborate what the hell you're talking about sir ma'am whoever you are like just tell me what's going on here like <laughs> oh wait oh this is what you're you're alluding to because my skin uh has a bit of a, a tan that doesn't go anywhere i'm connected to everyone that that has that same you know issue <laughs> like what yeah, unless unless of course you know you're you're like Candace Owens or Thomas Sowell or people who aren't actually black, right? Yeah, yeah, there she ain't black. Like what? Like I'm, I, I just don't get it. But then these same black people will uh, 
will will cheer for somebody like Joe Biden that refer to blacks as super predators. Right. Like, do you, like if you so look, here's the thing. He t- what did he tell Charlemagne? I'm sure you remember. What did he tell him? The first You don't know meeting. whether to vote for me or Trump, then you ain't black. <laughs> that that was a that was a perfect reenactment, by the way. <laughs> I, I tried with the with my best Biden voice, but Yo, no, it was on point. That's all I wanted to hear. I wanted to, I'm like, look, let me hear it. Let me see if Ann could do the Joe <laughs> Biden voice. Yeah, you you know it was it was great. It was, I liked it. <laughs> so so this is what Biden really he was really saying, you know. Uh, well, first of all, the 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 truth to that statement is, if you vote for him, you really aren't black because one, there's no way that you can support someone like that that literally has done nothing positive for black people. He's done everything in the world that is negative for them, and he's done that towards them, and he's done it consistently for over fifty years, and. I mean, like, come on, man, this guy voted for segregation like that right there. Like, really? Like, you want to support him? Yeah, this is making me think. Um, Yeah. So I have a question. What happens if you don't vote for either Joe or Trump? What what, what would he say to somebody who votes for Kanye, for instance? (laughs) Well, you're definitely not black if you vote for Kanye. Like. (laughs) You're just you're you're just in a uh, you're in a straight jacket. <laughs> like that that's that's another thing. Um, at, like with Kanye, you know, like don't get it twisted. Uh, do I want him to be president? Absolutely not. Not right now. He's got a lot of he's got a lot of grooming to do. Okay? I love that caveat though. Not right now. Yeah. See, exactly. Because like, I mean, I feel like we all can make some adjustments, right? Like, I you know, I don't think he's a bad guy, obviously. Right. But the thing that bothers me uh, with the way people are reacting to him is like, oh, he's lost his mind. Like, well, hold well, on. Of course, a he did. He has. He's had to deal with liberal elitists in Hollywood. You know, with all the pedophile yes. sympathizers, for lack of a better term. I mean, having to deal with those people for so many years, of course, is going to drive you crazy. Exactly. Exactly. That and that and that's what it was. He got to a point where he, you know, he was able to uh, process these things and look at them objectively. What is wrong with that? And it it really bothers me that you know when someone black like himself uh thinks differently he's crazy he's out of his mind like but if he was walking around saying like you know trump's a racist you know i i you know i don't care about the cops i hope they die he's the smartest man in the world like that's actually pretty terrifying to me that that's the logic that we're up against you know this might be an off-the-cuff thing but i remember (laughs) i remember coming across a a quote recently i think it's it's attributed to an old roman saying because you know of course romans were the og slave owners right yes um (laughs) I, i believe it went something like the only thing the only person a slave hates more than their master is a free person hmm yep mic drop i literally just dropped my mic 
Hopefully it didn't break. <laughs> yeah, hopefully not. Yeah, yeah. I got a lot more podcasts to do. <laughs> but yeah, th- listen, they literally look at us like like runaway slaves. Like it's crazy. And when I say us, like I'm even talking about you because like we all like our ancestors were all in slaves. Like I don't care if you're white, black, orange, yellow, like whatever it is, like every civilization has dealt with slavery. Like you're a fool if you think otherwise, like, and you just said it Romans last time I checked, they ain't black, you know, <laughs> they enslaved the Greeks. They enslaved the front Well, what became the French, you know, they yeah. enslaved the Germans. I mean, and then if you want to be technical, at one point, the Moors enslaved them. And what were they? They were black. So, I mean, it's it's happened across the board. Uh, this place called Egypt. I mean, I don't think it's like some island in Switzerland. Last time I checked, it's in Africa. And oh, my God, who are the Egyptians enslaving? Oh, yeah. Jews. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait. So, if, if Egypt's in Africa, so I guess those folks must have been black, right? Like, so it's like, <laughs> what? The, like, I'm, I'm so confused. Like, when these people are like, well, Mark, you know, you got to understand we went through 400 years of oppression. And I'm like, well, sir. If you went through 400 years of everything, you look fabulous, by the way, because last time I checked, there's no one living at this present moment that was a slave or is a slave owner. So what is your complaint, sir? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like, I'm, I'm sorry, but like, I'm not losing sleep now. Let me rephrase that. Yes, it's something that shouldn't happen, but I can't fault you because of something that happened here 200 years ago. Time has moved on, um, and that's not what's going on at this present moment. Can we agree that there is nowhere in the United States where there's, like, people picking cotton against their will because right yeah uh, yeah let's rephrase that because (laughs) people forced to it yes yes like supposedly owned by another person yeah yeah like yeah so so the the gentlemen or or ladies you know because we don't want to discriminate because then they'll they'll call me like a sexist and a uncle tom at the same time so uh there are gentlemen and ladies uh folks out there who are listening don't know what the hell we're talking about that probably are picking cotton but i'm pretty sure they're getting paid a a handsome salary uh and yeah they're like you said they're not being forced to do it so that's not going on today so like what is your issue like i'm confused yeah and i mean slavery still pretty much does exist in the world but it's not really in the not not in the united states of america it's not not a place where they actually care about Mm mm-hmm and and you know it's funny, like, you know, this whole BLM thing, uh, they talk about oppression, but meanwhile, <clears throat> if you go to countries in Africa, there is slavery going on, but guess what? It's not white people enslaving blacks. It's actually blacks enslaving themselves. Like, there's several countries where that goes on. It happens every day. 
uh, in minefields, uh, you know, the, the diamond uh, mines and all that stuff. They, they literally have slaves over there. Yeah, and the perfect example of that was like back in the Obama administration when for some reason we got involved in Libya and we overthrew Gaddafi. It's like we opened up the slave markets there again. Yes. I mean, for as awful of a tyrant as he may have been, those don't those didn't exist <laughs> when he was, you know, still, I guess, alive because yeah. we killed him. But yeah, yeah, we R.I.P. this, but but um, yeah. <laughs> But no, you're right though. It, it it definitely opened up the floodgates and then and then from there this whole detention thing, you know, with, with the Mexican uh border uh happened. Like well, it got out of control, I should say. And I truly don't believe we would have even known about these detention centers if President Trump didn't get in. Like I feel like if he didn't get in, it would have been their little, you know, kept secret of what ever weird stuff they were doing to get these people actually in here and that and that's what i don't think people understand is that the obama administration he wasn't keeping them out he was bringing them in you know so that you know it's it's all sorts of incentives with that uh labor because you know the the immigrants especially them they're they get their the salaries are low and all that stuff because they don't have their green card or visa. There's so many like uh, it's it's just endless. It, it it's just it's out of control, man. Yeah, and who built the cages? Oh my god, who built the cages, Joe? Tell us who built them. <laughs> I mean, and then could he answer? Nope, he was too busy looking for the plug so he could get. Where's the mute button? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and then the same people who pretend to care about all these immigration issues are right now the blue checks on Twitter making fun of Trump for you know talking about the coyotes. Like, why do they go so hard to take every word he says out of context? Like, it's so freaking crazy. Yeah, like, it's like at this point, I don't know if they're deliberately taking it out of context or they're just that uninformed and stupid. It's like you have an opinion on the immigration situation, but you still don't know what actually goes on. Because, I mean, I knew about coyotes, like I said, you know, growing up in L.A., immigration's definitely a big topic there. I mean, you grow up learning yeah. about these coyotes that smuggle and traffic people in. Anybody yeah. who's familiar with this situation knows what that means in the context of immigration. Yes. You don't need the explanation. Exactly. Like, like, and I love how he doesn't even respond to that. Like, like, because like you said, it's, it's, it's almost idiotic to, to like give an explanation because you're just, you know, appeasing these fools. But when you know what the hell he's talking about, like you literally, okay. Yeah. He's, he's talking about an actual coyote. Like it's a horse. They're just riding them over. Like, are you joking? <laughs> you know, you've got all those like memes and cartoons of like wolves, like, you know, dragging babies across the border and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that's all they could get out of that debate. Like that, that's it. Like, are you joking? Like, come on, man. Meanwhile, huh? Yeah, no, go ahead. No, no, you come on. Come oh, on, no, I was just, I was just going to ask if you saw that tweet from like somebody who was like a corporate attorney or something. Um, they were just like, you know, I don't, I don't remember exactly what the tweet was, but they were making fun of Trump and it's like, are yeah, you, really I think attorney? I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I think I actually posted on my Instagram. I think I know what you're talking about. I posted on my feed. Yeah, it's... <laughs> It's like, I hope you're not an immigration attorney. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> you know what really blew my mind? Like, they're talking, they won't get off this coyote thing, but I don't hear anybody talking about how Biden uh, uh, said that we have relations with Hitler before he invaded Europe. I'm like, is this guy out of his mind? Like, did he just say that on, like, national television? <laughs> I mean, you know it's bad when he makes statements where the obviously biased left-leaning moderator has to come in and say, like, why would you say that? <laughs> yeah, she literally had to save him a couple of times. And honestly, but, you know, compared to the last two moderators, I really liked how she handled it, but... Of course, yeah, that's she a low had bar, to. Dude. Yeah, I know it is a low bar, but come on. But compared to the last two, it was just like that. I was surprised we got that much out of her. Like honestly, the questions were bogus. They were really stupid, but the the framing of them just didn't make sense. But and she's um, probably being crucified by the Twitterati anyway for not going hard enough. <laughs> yeah, that I'm telling you, she went really light. Like she even gave him several opportunities to give rebuttals. Like I was shocked because I was so ready for this whole mute thing. And she handled that well. Like like and like you said, it is a low bar, but I mean, I was glad that we got that much. Like, good Lord. Yeah, and then, you know, like the raging, I guess, the raging people are going to come out with their pitchforks, you know, if and hopefully when Trump wins. And it's like, you helped him win with the last debate. Oh, please. He he destroyed that idiot six months ago. Freaking douchebag man yeah i mean i don't know joe biden kind of does a good job of destroying himself <laughs> he just walks into so many traps <laughs> it's like unlike the black community the latino community is very diverse it's like what <laughs> come on and what are you talking about poor kids are just as smart as white kids <laughs> like what like ugh like, somebody needs to put a mute button on that guy. <laughs> Listen, they sh- I don't like I'm so confused to how like this is there's so many qualified candidates like out there and they come up with him. Like they literally could have got anybody. Like that's why I'm just like, how the hell did you wind up with this Jamoke? Like Well, they gotta pick a swamp creature to protect their own interests because clearly they've got a lot to hide. Yes. Yeah, and, and our boy is about to drain the swamp. Like <laughs> this this is another one that was good. Was it what did he say? He goes, um yeah, I was I was able to sit home during a pandemic while a black woman was stocking oh my groceries. <laughs> I love how people memed that because, like, during the VP debate, because <laughs> you know, you know, Kamala was debating um, Mike Pence. I think somebody posted a meme of like an empty, sh- of like a, b- a bunch of empty shelves, and it's like. Well, you know, Joe Biden doesn't have a black woman to stock his shelves for him because Kamala's over debating Mike Pence. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. 
unbelievable like like that's how he sees people yeah seriously like like wait a minute like why couldn't it just be like why couldn't you just say the people were there stalking this show a black woman there's some black woman and it's not like he said black women he alluded to like there's just like one you know ain't your mama up there just <laughs> stocking shells just for joe just well for- not anymore but- oh yeah yeah well she's off the show and i'm sure she's not happy about that because i'm pretty uh certain that her family was getting some serious royalty checks from that and now they're stopped thanks right Thanks, let's, let's, just, let, let's help racism by erasing, you know, black people from basically society, <laughs> like yeah. their images, right? Yep. Yeah, like they're doing it so backwards. Um, it, it's so funny. There's, there's this, uh, there's this movie I don't know if you ever seen. It's called Monuments Men, and it's with George Clooney, Matt Damon, and they are. Uh, they they work for the art institute. Well, the movie takes place in World War Two, and they were they worked for like the art uh, conservatory for the country. And the whole thing was they were assigned to protect the art that Hitler was trying to destroy. And there's a moment where uh, uh, George Clooney says, you know, if you destroy a piece of you know history, it's almost like you're wiping out an entire culture. And that's literally happening a day. Like they don't understand. Like was General Lee like not one of the best people around? Yeah, but he is part of American history. Like that statue and the Confederate flag, it doesn't mean that, you know, people are like, I hate black people. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. That's not what it is. Like, this is a black guy talking, you know, believe it or not um yeah this isn't paint like i'm black and i just i was just able to understand that what it's about you know that is our history like if you erase it you know what's going to happen you're going to repeat it right and it's not just like the erasure too it's like rewriting it and then it just crosses the boundary of like you're actually whitewashed like you're literally whitewashing history um because there's one example with like uh you know i don't know if you've ever visited did, but uh, George Washington's Mount Vernon estate, mm-hmm. very gorgeous. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, and, and of course, you know, I, I believe the slaves that um, were on the property, like they were buried there. And I think somebody made a comment on one of their social media pages saying if they could like install like, you know, some like headstones and stuff. Uh, and I thought about that and, and I was like, you're, you're basically whitewashing history because you're removing the fact that they weren't treated with dignity as humans back then. It's like, think about posterity and think about the future of people and, um, you know, future Americans who would visit. Right. And, you know, they see all these like monuments and these like headstones that, um, you know, are, are commemorating these people. And it's like, and they're just like, Oh yeah. You know, like, it's like, it didn't seem like that bad. You know, they, they were given dignities and honors and stuff. And it's like, no, that was a 21st century thing. You know, like have a 21st century monument somewhere, of course, but like trying to actively like overwrite something. It's like, you're giving those people in the past credit that they don't deserve because they didn't give these people the basic dignity as humans that they deserved back then. Exactly. Like it, folks just you know the the best thing we can arm ourselves right now with these 
leftist maniacs is knowledge and um we just have to keep loading it up and uh and just be prepared because that that's the best way to combat these people right now um and honestly i look at it like the more we do it you know we could help someone you know because that is the end goal it's not to stay away from us it's to eventually embrace and unite like patriots because that's we are this is all ours you know we're one one drum one sound i mean that's that's it man like that that's what we are and we need to you know stand together like we once did when three percent of 13 colonies stood up against a tyrant and you know they decided that they rather you know die on their feet than than live on their knees and uh you know we we gotta just be better for each other man it's 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 huge we really gotta do it more than ever right now right I think I just want to clarify my comment that I made. It's like when I say like yeah. these people, I meant like, you know, the slave owners of back in the day. Right? Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, I know what you meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just because <laughs> I thought about it. I'm like, I probably didn't make that clear enough. Like, you know, those, those people don't deserve the credit. Damn of... it, you white supremacist. <laughs> <laughs> but I, like, I don't know if you see what I'm saying, right? Like, you know, trying to overwrite this history. It's giving, you know, slave owners of days past, like, the credit that they don't deserve because they didn't give people basic human dignity. I mean, we are now today, hopefully, I mean, not perfect. We've made improvements, right? I would hope. Yeah, um, we've, we've we've jumped bounds. Uh, yeah, that's an understatement for sure. Like, what? <laughs> I mean, obviously, you know, you're white, I'm black. There's nothing that's going to prevent either one of us from getting an opportunity. The only thing that's going to prevent us is whether we want it or not. It's that simple. Our skin has nothing to do with it. And how badly you want it to. Yeah, exactly. Like, are you willing to fight, you know, and climb that adversity? You know, are you willing to not give up and just keep being determined like that has nothing to do with your skin color like at all like if you think that it does you have a lot to learn in life yeah and i mean there are certain realities in the sense that you know maybe some people have to work harder and jump over more hurdles to achieve the same as somebody else does but there's still a silver lining in that in that that sort of thing builds character so you become better off as a person compared to the person who had an easy way in life and you take that as like a badge of honor exactly unbelievable i think it's like just as a society we haven't prioritized the value of hard work and ethics as much as i don't know i don't know if we ever did maybe i wasn't alive enough to give uh you know confirmation of that but um yeah definitely i don't know our values are skewed in society yeah for sure oh man well and this has been uh, nothing short of amazing. Uh, it was awesome that you were able to give us this insight of uh, everything going on in this crazy world today. And I appreciate you, you know, taking the time to have a chat. Yeah, I mean, it's just one insight of many, I guess. I don't, I'm just one of a lot of people. <laughs> yes, you are. Is there anything that you want to say to the folks out there and in, in the podcast world? <laughs> 
Um, well, I'll say something that I love to tell people all the time, especially people like you, is keep fighting the good fight. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. Keep fighting the good fight. Uh, thank you, Ann. This is one drum, one sound. We're, we're definitely going to uh, get Ann back on here. She's amazing. Uh, we, we got a lot more to talk about. Well, thank you for having me on. My pleasure. I'll see you soon. Yep. Goodbye.